Bears Nation. You can start to feel our team starting to form together, just the, the genesis of it as we start out this process. It's time for the Bears Nation podcast. podcast. It's like radio, but it's not on the radio. Touchdown, Chicago! With Kevin Lapka. There's a new sheriff in town. You have clearance, Clarence. I am a golden god! And Jake Hassan. I'm rich and I'm dead, sick. Roger, Roger. It's Bears Nation. We're on a mission from God. Let's do it, Jake. Mock draft simulation, man. We have so much fun with this. It is. Uh, did it last year. It, I, I, we did it last year, and I can't remember last year. Did we mock Justin Fields in that? I feel like we didn't. You did. I think. I think well, we, we did, did it as a team. We did it as a team. Well, I, we, we did like our. We did our first round of ours. I think uh-huh. is what happened, and then we did a full one. Okay. So you, 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 at one point or another, you were making the case for the Bears jumping up for Justin Fields. You had him as high as like eight, but right. I Regardless. think, you know, I think so. I think, okay, so this is back when Chris Nana was on the show. And I think we did, you know, Chris. we did, shout out Chris Nana. We did uh, collaborate on that, on, on one, just like we're about to do right now. And I think we mocked, actually, we, we, you and Chris were not wanting to trade up for Justin Fields. Or, or right, he wasn't we available or something to do it when we were using our simulation. And I think we actually mocked Rashad Bateman to the Bears. That obviously ended up not happening. Um but let's do this now. We're going to do all the rounds. And, you know, I'll preface it with this. Like, Jake and I are busy people. I'm not going to be able to give you the <laughs> best the best scouting report with the seventh round, guys. We, I'm just we, not. We had more I, time I, on I, our hands a year ago. Yeah, uh, to say the least. So we're going to give you everything with second round and third round. That, that will be chock full of analysis. But, you know, latter half of the fifth round, that second, fifth round pick in the seventh round – it's going to get a little We're going to do our just, best. We're going to do, do our, our best, all right? You We're care not, about the second and third round more yeah, anyway. That's like, what we did, so. Be honest, like, majority of fans aren't watching the fifth round right. of the draft live on NFL Network. You're you're waiting for the, the notification to come up on your phone, and then you're doing a little research and, you know, right. reading Twitter. That's, Wait, that's, waiting for Hogue and all, everyone yeah, to Hogue, do, yeah. You know, and somebody to say, hey, this guy is the next, you know, the next Darnell Mooney, because that's the comparison we're going to make every time for a bona fide player that you get in the later rounds. Um, We will be using PFF. Again, if you're listening to this on um, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get our podcast, you might hear a few things that are like, well, what, you know, what are you talking about? It's because we have it showed up on the screen. So, again, you can watch us live um on youtube wednesdays at seven central i know this is thursday um but we are displaying this live on youtube so if you hear a few things that you're like well where did that come from it's because there's some things on the screen but we're going to do our best here to tailor to both the viewers who are watching live on youtube right now and our beloved listeners who have been with us since day one as jake pours a drink what are you pouring jake my candle oh he's letting a candle it definitely looked like you were pouring a drink that will be saved for after the show from Mr. Hassan. I can guarantee you that. All right, let's enter the draft. Let's, let's do, do it. Um again, we have so okay, Kevin. Are we gonna do are we gonna do trade? Like if, if Olave slides till in this draft, let's say 28 or 29, are we gonna attempt it? Like, are we just going straight through? Or are we just um are we, we just burning we can, through? It? We we can see. Let's see. Uh we can try a trade if we want. So let's bump up the speed on this a little bit. Um Start draft. So, again, we're going through the first round now, starting with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and we have no control over any of these things that are Facts. occurring here in the first round. The Lions just took um, Sauce Gardner. I don't know if they're going to take a cornerback in the top three again <laughs> after what happened with Jeff Okuda 
a few years ago. I think they'd be wise. He could still be um, good. He could still be good, but I think they'd be wise not to do that again. Kyle Hamilton at 10 to the Jets. The first wide receiver off the board to the Washington football team at 11. Drake London back-to-back. Oh, three wide scary. receivers in a row. Three That's wide receivers wild. in a row. In a row. London so, to the Vikings would be scary. I would not and love here, that. this is where I think Chris Olave is going to get taken to the Eagles right here at 18. Nope. So okay. we'll see. So so pause this for a second. Okay. So yeah, go, go up for so go up for a second. Malik Willis was the first quarterback taken, right? Yeah, Malik Willis at 16. at sixteen. So that's surprising because a lot of people think that Pickett is not going to make it past the Panthers or the Falcons, mm-hmm. which is you know I mean I I could or see Willis. it. I mean I I think it's a toss right or Willis right. Agreed. So, um, but I think the interesting thing here that obviously like if you are a Bears fan watching the draft a week from today, just because you're a fan of the NFL and you're going to watch like we're all going to watch the draft, although the Bears don't have a first round pick. You're obviously looking at the quantity of wide receivers taken in the first 32 picks. That's it. That's the only thing you're looking for if you're the Chicago Bears, not only for the absolute pipe dream that Chris Olave could fall out of the first round, but also you don't want a guy like George Pickens or Jahan Dotson, or if you're a lover of Sky Moore, to go up into the first round because so many wide receivers were taken before, say, like pick 26. So when you look at a mock draft like this right now, and you look at pick 11, Washington football team, Garrett Wilson, pick 12, Minnesota, uh, Drake London out of USC, and then pick 13, Jameson Williams out of Alabama to the Texans, three straight wide receivers. If you see that on draft night, if you're a Bears fan, I mean, you're shitting your pants, are you not? Uh, I disagree. I think if you're a Bears fan, you love how this is going for you because only one quarterback taken and he wasn't till 16. Because think about it, like Willis is still or Willis is the first one. Pickett's still going to go. Ritter is probably, you know, could sneak into the first round as well for a team that wants to get that extra fifth year option. Mm-hmm. And then like you could even see a fourth one sneak in there. So how this is shaken out so far, I think if you're a Bears fan, this is exactly what you want because there's a chance that that a Chris Olave falls more to, into tradable range or someone like Jahan Dotson falls to the second round. So it's weird because you've been talking a lot about how the quarterbacks affect this. Tell me more about why you think the quarterbacks have such an effect on what happens with the Bears. Well, we I mean, look at look at the Justin Fields effect. You just think I that mean, run that, on quarterbacks happens? Or? Right. I mean, look at look at what happens when guys are Trey Lance going third right after Zach Wilson, like that started a domino effect. Okay. Mac Jones and Justin Fields are started. Okay. Then the lions didn't take him. Okay. Then the parent Panthers didn't take him. Okay. Now as these guys start to slide and other teams are like, okay, you know, the, these guys are getting a tradable ranger. And this is where the bears really are in a very, very advantageous position. You have your guy. You're good for the next two to three years at least. Right. It, we hope longer, obviously, but for at least this year and the next, if not the next two after this season, you're good. You are you don't have to be in that position where you're sweating. You're like, okay. Like everyone admits and acknowledges that this quarterback class is not very good. It's not good at all. It's not, you know, there it's isn't nice. a Trevor Lawrence. There isn't even a Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. There isn't someone who you're dying to take. Everyone's like, yeah, Kenny Pickett, okay, he could be good. Okay, Malik Willis, yeah, he put up big numbers, but it was at Liberty. You know, Desmond Ritter, okay, Cincinnati, uh. Matt Corral kind of showed something, but then he fell apart. Like, it's... You make a good point. Anyway, it's like, you know, but there are still these teams where if you're going to take a shot on one of these quarterbacks, you know, if you're the Falcons at the end of the round and Desmond Ritter sitting there, that fifth year is very prioritized among teams because it means a lot because that's one less year that you have to pay for in a quarterback's prime. It happened with Lamar Jackson with the Ravens. He was sitting there 
in the last pick of the first round, they said, all right, we got to get this guy now and get that extra option here. So I think at this point, when there's only one quarterback taken, you're going to see teams start to get antsy, especially like the Steelers okay. at 20. I see I, where you're coming from now. Like, I would be very surprised. Uh, come on, if, Jake. Who the Steelers at 20 are if they, if they, they have like, don't be, like, watch, it'll be Pickett right now. Come on. Uh, let's see. So the question too, uh, we're paused here for those listening here uh, with the Saints who have yet to pick at pick 19. Chris Olave is not on the board uh, or is on the board. He's not still off on the board, board yet. Uh, he's still on the board. And the question is really for Bears fans, when when would you be comfortable making that trade? And I think it would have to be past 25. I'm not yeah. giving up enough assets Agreed. to get up to 19. That's going to require a lot. It would have to be a significant fall. But let's resume and see what what happens to the Saints here uh, at 19, and they're going to take Olave. So the, okay. <laughs> in, a majority, in, in a majority of uh, mock drafts, I will say before we move on, I've seen Olave go in the top 20. Now, the only scenario that I can see happening is a mirror of what happened in 2018. Well, I think it was 2018 with Justin Jefferson and Jalen Rieger. Where mm-hmm. for some reason, you know, someone loves something about Jalen Rieger. In that case, it was the Philadelphia Eagles. Or in this case, you know, someone loves something about God knows who Pickens. Pickens, right? And says, oh, you know, we sure. really like the raw athleticism of Pickens. Let's take him. And then, you know, Chris Olave falls. In that case, you might be in a position around 25 to 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 move for him, but not at 19 or 20. Sure. It's too early. So uh, let's move on, though. I'm going to speed this up a little bit because I think we were kind of just waiting there for yeah. to see what happened to Olave. And now we'll get bang, a little bit bang. quicker up to 39 where the Bears. See, and, now, and now here's the thing. Like this doesn't have any like trades happening. Like this is, and there's Kenny Pickett to the Lions, like at the end of the mm-hmm. round there. Oh, there's like, Traylon there Burks. There goes Traylon Burks. The Jets, and here we, oh, Pickens taking to the Jets at 38. I mean. For us at 39. You're taking Jahan Dotson here. So, you have to. You have to, to. but I will make the case for one player that I did a lot of research on that I'm starting to really, really like, but he does play defense. That player would be Jalen Petre. Jalen Petre, I don't know if it's Petre or Petre. Petre. I can see Matt. I could get on board with that. Loving Jalen Petre. You remember Kellen Moore, not Kellen Moore, Kenny Moore from the Colts? uh, Sure. He is exactly what Jalen Petrie uh, would be for the Chicago Bears. Kenny Moore played sort of that safety slot corner role for the Colts, blitzed really well. That's exactly what Jalen Petrie is. He can line up anywhere in the box. He's a coverage, but he's also he's a coverage defender, but he's also an edge rusher. Some people have him listed as safety. PFF has him listed as cornerback. It's because he can do both. He's a ball hawk. He's a very good blitzer. He's kind of like a Jamal Adams in that sense as far as the versatility that he can play. He was a 2021 Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, but he does primarily play in slot. I think he's exactly what Matt Eberflus would want, but the age-old question for the Bears, at least you know the month-old question, has been, would you be comfortable abandoning offense with that first-round pick? If it's a player as good as Jalen Petrie, I might be comfortable doing that. I mean, in this situation, so like go back, just go to the wide receivers real quick. So he's available just in this situation. Let's filter. Because obviously you have a pick here, nine picks later. Mm -hmm. I mean, at this point, it it just depends on how you rate. Like if you're the Bears, if you're like, because I'm with you, I could totally see Matt Eberflus banging the table saying we need Petrie. There's like, 
especially if you're saying, all right, we believe in Brian Pringle and we believe in Economia St. Brown. So we, so we can don't believe in them. Well, so but regardless of saying like, okay, okay yeah, you know, yeah, we, yeah. let's say that, okay, we think that we can do something with John Mechie or Christian Watson in the third round, or we think mm-hmm. we could get Ross in the fourth or fifth or, you know, in mm-hmm. third, and Petrie's not going to come around. There's not another Petrie in right. this draft. They might be saying, okay, there's another Jahan Dotson or Jalen Tolbert later in this draft that we can get. There's not another Petrie. So you know what? I'm If we want to take Petrie here, I think I'm okay with that. I'm fine with it too because – so what's interesting here actually, in every mock draft simulation, every every mock draft ever, the ADP is different. You know, certain players have – or certain people have players going higher or lower. This one's really weird. The PFF has Jaden Tolbert ranked ahead of Jahan Dotson, but Jahan Dotson's ADP is 38. His average draft position is 38. He hasn't been taken. Christian Watson's ADP is 52. So – if you see a situation where, like, the, the thing I'm looking at right now when I'm looking at, you know, for the viewer, for the listeners on the podcast, what we have available at 39 is Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama, Jahan Dotson out of Penn State, John Mechie out of Alabama, Christian Watson, uh, of course, Calvin Austin, Alec Pearson, those guys are available um, a little bit further down as far as their ADP goes. You, I think because you have picks, nine picks a, apart from each other, like, Regardless of what happens, you're if you're telling me you could either get Jalen Tolbert, Jahan Dotson, or Christian Watson at you're gonna have a chance. Yeah, I'm there's content value. with any of those guys at 48. But I think you're right about look, you might not find another Jalen Petrie later. You can yeah. find a Justin Let's Ross in the fourth round. Let's go with Jalen Petrie, which is so funny because if you listen to this podcast a week ago, you would have thought there's no way in hell we're taking a player aside from our <laughs> we're going Jalen Petrie at 39. And I'm pretty damn happy about it. And you have to remember, like, you got to find these players. Yeah, and, then, and then two quarterbacks just so. went. Like, you're still going to have – there you go. I mean, you still – Jahan Dotson went to the Vikings, right. which, I mean – Scares me. I think he's a – That's probably not going to happen, Vikings, though. If but, if they take – because they took uh, – what's his face in the yeah, first round? The, they don't need watch. two wide receivers. And the Vikings – That's, that's uh, not going to happen. Drake London. Right. Yeah, that, there's happen. no, there's no shot. You have Jefferson and Thielen, and you have London. You're not taking Jahan Dotson there. But I God, will say, I, I don't think, like, regardless of who took him in the mock draft, I don't think Jahan Dotson falls to 48. Which is, I agree. Which is the risk you run when you, when you take a cornerback like we did, is you know, maybe, maybe the guys you really, maybe, maybe you know. People are super high on Christian Watson. Oh shit! Maybe the the Seahawks take Christian Watson. And but they this also, is this is exactly what I mean Colbert. when I talk about the quarterbacks. Because I mean, look at the Seahawks take Howell and the Falcons take Ritter here. Right. I mean that that drops some of these guys. I mean that drops Dotson and the Vikings. Like it's it's going to have an effect. Like the quarterbacks and how much people, you know, front offices like or dislike these guys is going to have an effect on this draft. Think, so yeah. that begs the question: Do we want to like? Because I, I think you have to go receiver here. I don't you think have you to. can like because we know about the. Te- go ahead, go ahead. No, so it, it's just do you like do you go with Tolbert? Do you take the swing on Watson? Like do you go with the upside of Watson? I think maybe. Like it, the thing is, I don't know how much wiggle room to have to take a swing on upside here, which is why I made right. the argument last week, last year, last week of waiting for Ross until the, maybe the fourth round. So, yeah, and you make a really good point because until we played this out in the simulation, I didn't really think about this. Like, I don't love Christian Watson. I don't. I don't. I don't love Jalen Tolbert. 
I almost like John Mechie more than both of them as far as the value you would get from where you'd get them. But the 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 risk or like the problem that plays out is okay, we know the ability and and we we like Calvin Austin, who could be there in the third round with the third round pick. We like Justin Ross, who we know could be available in the fifth round potentially, or in the fourth round if they trade down. Will you be willing to take the risk of hey, we don't love Tolbert or Watson? Let's go interior offensive line and hope and pray to God Calvin Austin is there in the third round and hope one of the other wide receivers falls to us. Will they be willing to take that risk when that is the by far biggest position of need? I don't know. So that's the age-old question. I've said that twice now in this episode. Position of need or best player available? Like, do you reach or do you take the risk on a Watson or a Tobert who, you know, played at smaller schools who haven't done it at the highest level? You know, just because you need a wide receiver, what do we do? And do you think you can get Mechie later? Yeah. <sighs> Who who's on the board for offensive linemen still? In inner offensive let's, line, let's because go. you're not going to take a tackle here. Yeah. Let me go. Uh, <clears throat> inner offensive. I don't think they're taking a tackle at all until the right. fifth round. Dylan Parham uh, is available. Who's a name that we've I have heard? Uh, Cole Strange is a name that I've heard name. a lot. Um, I just I, those guys are projected to be right. They're not projected for this high. I think if you are thrust into this situation, like we have here, you have to take wide receiver regardless. I'm sorry. I I think you have to, like, I really, really do. I mean, Jake, my outlook on the draft coming into this is at least two wide receivers throughout the whole thing. And I think you run thin on that. If you don't take one now, I think they have to. And I think in this case, Watson's the Best of the three, I think. I think John Mechie is the best of the three. But there's the injury concerns about John Mechie, which make it more of a risk. Right. Take at 48, and his ADP is 71.8. I think Watson is the play at 48 if that happens. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you, Mechie. Uh, you need someone who you know is going to be healthy and be out there. As much as I'd love to take the swing on upside. You kind of got to cap it at one point. So I, I think Watson, I mean, people love Watson. I, like The athleticism it, is supreme. It's insane, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's go with Watson. All right. We're taking Christian Watson at 48. So the Bears have now, or us, we we are Ryan Poles, Jake and I are. We have just grabbed, snagged Jalen Petre, cornerback from Baylor and wide receiver Christian Watson. If you have opinions on our picks, choose the DM on the Instagram and on the Twitter bears nation podcast at Instagram and bears nation pod on Twitter, or send us an email bears nation podcast at gmail.com. If you hate what we just did as we <laughs> approach the third round pick here, pick number 71, the bears have it. And we just took a wide receiver, but we know about some of these other wide receivers that we like in these rounds. That being Calvin, Calvin Austin, Austin's still there. Um, Justin Ross, whose ADP is 76.7. Um, you know, there are the Alec Pierce lovers. I am mm-hmm. not one of them right now. That could change. I would not be upset going back-to-back wide receivers here with Calvin Austin. I would not. What are your opinions? <sighs> Do they need another position, that being most likely interior offensive line? Yeah, I would probably go lineman here and then hope that – because the way that this is dropping a little bit, like – the fact that Austin's still here at 71, the fact that Kevin Austin is still there, the fact that Ross is still there. The fact that Pierce I, is there. Pierce, the, people right. think Pierce is an early second rounder. People and people love Pierce. Yeah. So I think you take offensive line here. Um, I think that you have a shot uh, to get a good wide receiver like a Ross in the next round. 
Well, the pro so the the the, the problem you face here in the third round is you, you don't get another pick until the fifth round. Oh, so true. that's where you talk about the potential of the Bears trading down. I think if you saw that right here in the third round and you say, let's just trade down maybe to 78 with the Browns or 79 with the Chargers, 77 with the Vikings, collect potentially a fourth round pick or another fifth. And then, you know, I don't know. Uh, then you have that third round pick at 79 plus a fourth rounder in an early, and then you'd have three fifth rounders just to trade down seven spots. I think this would be the spot to do it. What do you think? I mean, it depends on how far you want to move down. I think if you trade, so here, you're not going to trade with the Vikings at 77. You, you're just not going to Won't do you? It. Why not? In the third, in the, this late? It's not like think, it's the first I, or second I don't round. think you would want to trade with the division rival if that division rival is on the phone with you saying, hey, we really like Calvin Austin or we really like someone sure. else. You know, I, I would prefer, PFF here has the Giants as interested at 81, which would be 10 slots lower than your third round pick at 71. Um, so they would trade. I'm trying to figure out how to do this. The Bears would trade 71, and they would get in return 81, and then 112, which would be is that in the that's in the fourth round, and that's from that's funny that pick is from the Bears via. So you the, get your uh, own pick back. You get your own pick back via the and, and let's Screw see, we'll, give, we'll give them a seventh rounder. No, why, 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 okay, why? We'll try. We'll try. We'll why? try because this trade. If you're watching, uh, this trade is a 76 chance. This was accepted. Cool. Okay. Yeah, so see? we just traded down. We traded down to 81 with the Giants. Let's resume the draft. The Bears have a good chance of still getting a good offensive interior offensive lineman, and they've acquired a fourth-round pick, which could be prime for our guy, Justin Ross. Dylan Parham just went. Calvin Austin just Dylan went. Austin Alec Pierce just okay. went. There, now here's the run on wide here, receivers. Now here's the run on wide receivers. So this is where you take interior offensive linemen, and this might be the spot where you take Cole Strange. I agree. I agree. Oh. He's got good size. I know coming from Chattanooga, people are like, eh, but if that's, I mean, six, five, three Oh five, like that's a man right there. Like you need, you need someone who can just absolutely maul guys that he's going against. Yeah. PFF talks about his elite explosiveness for interior offensive, which, linemen. which remember that's what Paul said. He wanted, he wanted athletes, guys that were exactly. quick guys that can move. So that's going to be something I I'm good with taking strange here. This, this feels surgical. I feel like we were just very surgical with. what we <laughs> did. So we're going to take Cole strange here at 81. So the positive now is you have now fulfilled your top three position of needs. And I yeah. think at this point you can go for a sort of, I think wide receiver is still position of need as Agreed. we approach uh, that pick 112 that we acquired from the Giants. But you're more comfortable, you know, just taking really good players at these points. Guys right. who fell, guys who are really good, whether that be safety, whether it be edge, linebacker, you're comfortable just taking guys here. So the interesting thing here. I mean, David Bell just won at the end of the third David round. David Bell just here. went. Justin Ross has to be available. All right. Fourth round, do, pick do 112. We, this has to we, be our guy, Justin Ross. I think, I think so, too. It has to be. So I think so, too. With an average ADP of in the 70s and you get him in the 110s, I agree. Easy. I, I think mean, I mean, we might be biased because we're really into Justin Ross. We right. have been if you've been listening to the show. Like, I, I think you got to take it. That was fun. Uh, oh, I, I think it's, I think it's Ross here. If he's available, it's Ross. I, I, it has to be Ross. And it's like the note card from that movie draft day. Um, 
with Kevin Costner. Have you seen that movie? See, no, the Kevin, because note? I value my time. <laughs> great movie, but there's a it's it's a it's a, a famous a... meme. It's a he so he goes through this whole thing and you know he thinks about drafting all these different players, but on that little post note he wrote on the beginning of draft night was uh it, it, it's this guy, the guy in the movie, no matter what. For us, it's Justin Ross, no matter what. Even True. if you think it's a little bit lofty to take him. I think this is a off. great spot to get him. You were, you were making the case last week for him in the second round. I, I was. I was. No, <laughs> it's just it's just weird because, like, again, the injury, the injury history is what is going right. to cause him to fall. And there's going to be people who, when they see this, if the Bears do end up taking Justin Ross in the fourth round, who are saying, was it worth the risk that you run? I think it is worth the risk that you run because this could be a first round talent. And we talked about that all last episode. If you want to hear a breakdown of Justin Ross, it's also on our Instagram. We did sort of a little uh, clip on that. He has the potential, if healthy, if that explosiveness and full speed is still there, to be a first round talent. That is the guy Jake and I will dial on the hill for in the 2022 NFL draft. And, and we're going to take even- and even if you don't want to go back and listen, a quick synopsis is like Justin Fields is your priority right now. Right. Get, putting Justin Fields in mm-hmm. the best position to succeed is your priority, especially if you're Maddie Rufus and Ryan Poles. Justin Fields is the best chance for you to keep your jobs five, six years down the line. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, it's it, they know it's, that. you have to take this like you took a wide receiver earlier. You do it again. You double down because you don't know what Byron Pringle and Equinomia St. Brown are. Like I said earlier in this episode, a couple minutes ago, you have Justin Fields. Everything else is just about that. Right. And and that's that was the approach to this draft was look we're gonna or to the off season we have to put Justin Fields in the in the best position possible they have the ability to do that here I think Justin Ross is all, looking at the other players on the board who might be available Cal Phillips UCLA Danny Gray SU Romeo Dubs Nevada Kevin Austin Jr who's kind of your guy from Notre Dame I still think sure. Justin Ross is the best of all of them and, and it's not even close. he has he has the most upside no doubt and the gap between him and the next best guy after him Josh Johnson could right. be the biggest gap of all time let's take justin ross at 112 all right so we have three picks remaining i'll move this a little bit faster because we're, getting those, <laughs> uh, we're getting to those fifth round picks um but again at this point so you have two wide receivers an offensive lineman you have Jalen petre cornerback christian watson wide receiver cole strange offensive lineman and wide receiver um that we just took justin ross this is the point where now you have a back-to-back. You have two Mr. picks Ross. here. You have 148, and then you don't have a back-to-back. You have 148, then you have Panthers at 149, then you have the Bears again at 150. What's the approach here? Is this where you maybe take, Jake, hear me out. Is this where you maybe take a running back? Because David Montgomery is entering a contract year next year in which he will not get an extension. He will not get the contract he's looking for from the Chicago Bears. Do they try to get that guy to pair with Khalil Herbert? two players on a rookie contract for the next three years. If they drafted a running back, I would not rule out the possibility of bears going running back with either of these fifth round picks. Yeah. I still think you need to address DB just because you're so thin there. Um, I mean, I don't hate the idea of going running back. Um, Cause this is David Montgomery's fourth year. Yes. Yep. So he's going. So this, this is his final year, year. Will be the contract year. This is his final year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't hate the idea. I still think that knowing that you have David Montgomery there, you're good for this year. And Cleo Herbert, you feel good enough about to get you to the next draft. You know what I mean? So right. 
I feel like it's not super necessary unless you love someone, unless there is someone where you're like, okay, this guy, he's way too low. We think he can be a starter eventually because this is the league now. I mean, running backs are a dime a dozen running backs. You can pick them off the street for nothing. And, you know, I mean, look at where half the running backs in the league came from. I mean, they were late round picks or free agent acquisitions. Like it's, you know, they're signed off the street. It's, uh, I mean, Raheem Moster was one of the prime examples of that and he's hurt all the time, but regardless, yeah. I digress. Um, I don't think you guys. have to. I mean, I think you have to go DB still. I like okay. that's just such a thin room, especially with guys who are always hurt too. Okay, I I, I agree with you, but I do think running back in the seventh, maybe un, obviously sure. undrafted, is, is something you have to look at. Um, among the players available for us here, one forty eight are Josh Joby, Jalen Watson, Deron Bland, and Caleb Evans. Josh Joby is a player who here is ADP is one twenty three point eight. The Bears are picking at one forty eight. Uh, I think this could be. A player who's a little bit older, he has experience from Alabama. The problem is, uh, I'm, when I mention a little older, he's a lot older. He's 24. Um, what would you feel like getting a Josh Joby or any of the other guys here? Darion Kendrick from Georgia is a name that I like. Sean Jolly from Appalachian State. Um, you're dead set on corner. Who do you like at 148? Yeah, I, I think you're probably going to take a swing on, you know, an SEC, either Joby or, you know, Kendrick. Kendrick here, because, you know, it's not Toledo. It's not Appalachian <laughs> state. Like it's yeah, no disrespect to those it's guys. Valid, but you, like valid. you want to know that they've gone against that kind of hired. And if you're going to take a swing, maybe that's where you take. I'm like, and again, like we said at the beginning of this, we have not done deep dives on all these guys. Like, I don't know. Like, Sue me. I don't know that much about Sean Jolly and Appalachian State's defense. I don't. It's just I, what my eyes don't know a lot about Teron Bland from Fresno right. State. Jake exactly. Dubor. Like, Dubor sorry, sue me. But um, I, I would lean more towards someone coming from Alabama or Georgia's defense just because we know they have success there. I really like uh, Darion Kendrick. I, I I do. We have I am Scott's in the chat saying he really likes Jalen Watson from Washington State. But the thing that you always like to see from players, and that's listed here for PFF, is the, the production that they have in the biggest moments in the biggest games. And here, two interceptions versus Michigan in the semifinal, zero catches allowed from three targets versus Alabama in the national championship. Granted, that Alabama team in 2021 national championship uh, did not have Jameson Williams or John Mechie. So if you want to look at it that way, but Darion Kendrick is also 21. He's not 24. I would be fine taking Darion Kendrick here. Um, he's also could be available at 150, but yeah, that would be, it. but okay. So the pro like, would you take back-to-back quarterbacks? Do you take, because when you have picks so close to each other, you start to think like, well, I think you take another lineman. Get that guy. I, I think you go DB and lineman here. All right. So let's just go Darion Kendrick for the hell sure. of it. And then we'll go one more IOL here. Let's see who's available for them. Joshua Williams, Joshua. We got the Joshua's. Uh, Joshua Azidu and Lesetis Smith from Virginia Tech, the top three. Uh, I'm, I, I like Lesetis Smith. He's a guy that okay. I think is pretty solid. Um, who do you like among the three? Do you care? Do you even know Joshua Pazibuzura? I mean, 6'3", That's a big boy. We, you, so if you I got like Cole Strange and Lesetis Smith, you got some Big guys, man, who are coming in. Fine with me. I mean, you need the thing is, you need linemen. Like, you just need bodies here at this point. Like, you need guys that younger guys that you can control for the next three, four years. Because right now, it's a very patchwork offensive line. Right. Like, you just need bodies at this point. 
And again, you talk about faster play or, you know, more athletic players and more explosive players across the board, offensively and defensively for the Bears. Lesita Smith was a tight end before transitioning to guard. His weight may not reflect that at 14, but you talk about that style of athleticism on the line and he sort of plays with that. Let's go Lesita Smith. And then let's. Should Should we just pick the guy with the coolest name? We might have to, and I <laughs> might have to. Um, I'm dumb. I keep saying seventh round pick, pick six, yeah, in the sixth round, pick seven. Um, All right. So, what do you go here? I think. Do you just go best player available? I th- I. Th- this mm. this might be a chance where you take a running back. That's what I'm saying. That's what Quadrant I mean. White's a pretty cool name. Lil Herbert was in the sixth round, was he not? I w- yes, I believe so. I believe I, he was. I believe he was. So this would be back-to-back years taking a running back in the sixth round, and I'm totally okay with that. I really like Hassan Haskins from Michigan, but he would be sort of a reach. I don't know. His ADP is 175. His rank on the PFF is 189. Jake, Hassan Haskins scored five touchdowns against Ohio State in the most important game for that team. Works for me. Very, very oh, time. yeah. Yeah, you remember that? I mean, that I now, now you'll remember Hassan. Six Hassan, two two thirty. Good lord! And he's also a very good re- uh, receiving back. You know, um, we we haven't taken any Big Ten guys. Let's do it. We got to take Big it. Ten guys. We, we deserve, we deserve it. it. And again, the the uh, we're taking Hassan Haskins here. That runs out our draft. And before we recap it, I'll say uh, uh, back to the point. Uh, this is very very important to remember. And no one's talking about it. Is the fact that we will hit on every time this show running backs aren't getting paid. Dave Montgomery isn't going to get paid. He's just not. And that's the opinion that Jake and I have. And it's a pretty valid opinion when you look at the historical evidence of the NFL in recent years. So they might take a running back for that reason. If you don't want to bank on Khalil Herbert and an undrafted guy and Darrington Evans, as a PFF ad comes onto the screen before we get our full results, then you got to take somebody in the sixth round. So let's recap the draft that we just did. Jake it's and I. It's we got enough. We got enough for Kendrick. Um, we kind of took a look. I, took a little bit we, of reach. We, we got a little bit lost <laughs> there. <laughs> we got a little bit lost there. I mean, overall it. draft grade though, B plus. B like, plus. I feel good. pretty good about that. And if we didn't get that F from Darian Kendrick, it's probably an A probably plus, an a, yeah. plus plus. But let's go over it. Round two, pick thirty nine. We take Jalen PJ from Baylor. We love that pick, Jake. You would also no. grade that an A. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean the. the He's great as a first-round talent. I'm f- perfectly fine with that. Round two, pick 48, Christian Watson at North Dakota State. To, to kind of give a little um, perspective, we did have John Mechie, and we did have Jim Tobert available. We chose Christian Watson over both of them. We're given a B for that. I would also rate that sort of like a BB plus, honestly, based off the way he's sure. trending. That could be an A if people really do think he's the first-round talent that he is vaulting towards at this moment. And then in the third round, I think we see something that I think is very, very likely. We trade our seventy, our our pick seventy-one to the New York Giants. We get that pick back that we traded for for Justin Fields, which would be amazing. Um, <laughs> and we move down to eighty-one, and we receive pick 112 in the fourth round. And then at pick 81, we take a fan favorite for the Chicago Bears fan base from Chattanooga, Cole Strange, big behemoth, but also an athlete, very explosive. That was graded a B. Jake, what would you grade that? Yeah, I mean, I like it. I think it was good value. It was about where he was ranked. So, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, to get him, a guy of his size and explosiveness, 1,000%, I think that was great. 
And then as a surprise, as a surprise, absolutely nobody. We take Justin Ross, wide receiver at pick 112 in the round four in round four that we got from the Giants. Now, this was rated as C plus by PFF, but I think it's because Jake and I are higher on Justin Ross than basically everyone. Well, I, I think it's also the injury concerns because right. you don't put, you it's don't know exactly who he's going to be. So I think that kind of weighs into that grade as well. And I think if you're getting Justin Ross anywhere earlier than like a late fifth rounder, he's going to have that grade because that risk is a factor. Now right. let's go to pick 148. We got kind of a uh, position of need happy here. And we also don't have our full analysis on the guys at that point of the draft. But we like Darion Kendrick from what he did uh, in the biggest moments. We were graded in F with our first pick <laughs> of the fifth round at pick 148. Oh, well. Oh, well. What are you going to do? And then we like Lesseta Smith. This is a B-plus grade. This is one of our higher-grade players, and I think one of our better picks at pick 150, a guy who would pair really well with Cole Strange, who's also a former tight end, very athletic. And then we rounded out with Hassan Haskins, a guy who's done it again in the biggest moments, five touchdowns against Ohio State, receiving back, has the ability to come in and be an instant uh, producer, just as Khalil Herbert was last year, um, assuming – Jay Montgomery won't even be here next year, but also, you know, forget about 2023. Talk about 2022. Hassan Haskins is a guy that can do it. Overall, Jake, evaluate the draft for us in a couple minutes. B plus, I think is solid. I mean, I don't remember what grade we had last year. We probably should have kept track of that, but B plus is solid. I mean, I think we made a shrewd move with the trade. I think we took a lot of good value, especially at the top with Petre. I think set us up really good for the rest of the draft Um, and getting Justin Ross in the fourth, I think was great for us too. So Really happy. I mean, if this is how this shakes out um, with maybe a better pick at uh, 148 than we did, um, if this is how this shakes out for the most part, I think most of us, if not all of us, are going to walk away happy. I mean, the thing that I look at is you fill the two biggest position. You you fill the three biggest position of needs with not one, but two players, two cornerback, two wide receivers, two guards, running back Hassan Haskins. And Jake, you know what they should do to top it off two days after the draft? Go get Tyra Matthew and top it off because there have been a few talks about, Hey, you need to get a safety at some point. Sure. I, I think the bears are the front runner to get Tyra Matthew it makes too much sense with Ryan polls. And I think if Ooh. they don't get one at this point um, in the draft that they'll get in post draft. So the, the longer he waits, drafts. the more that price drops. Yeah. And look, this might not be the exact way I put together my personal mock. Jake's, Jake and I's personal mock will come out next Wednesday in our final show before the NFL draft, where we'll reveal our personal mocks, probably a shorter episode, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll roast each other for what we did. But, Jake, I think this could be pretty damn close to my personal mock. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, if this is like – I would love if this is how mine had turned out. Yeah, so – We'll see. We're not going to get it right. No one ever gets it right. I I made this case to somebody. I think it's just as hard to get a perfect mock draft as it is to pick the winner of the NCAA or not or to pick a perfect NCAA March Madness bracket. Uh, statistically, that's probably it, honestly statistically it might be harder. Yeah, it probably is harder. Probably. If you think about the number of players and the number of the variables, trades, stuff like that. So yeah. But this is the year we get it right, Jake. Okay. <laughs> this is the year. Yeah. But no, we'll, man, that was we'll fun. We'll circle back. That was fun, dude. No, this was good. I mean, we talked about it last week. This is always a fun episode. We always have a good time doing it. So it's always it's always fun to kind of think of what the future could look like. But uh yeah, no, this was good. And like Kevin said, we'll be back next week. We'll kind of run through it again a little bit after we know a little bit more. Um, you know, maybe we'll get a guest. We'll see what happens. We'll see uh, oh, what we can yes. wrangle up. I do have news on that. Uh, next week, we might not have a guest on Wednesday, but on th- on Friday, 
we will be doing a live draft show, Bears Nation podcast, with Jarrett Payton and a former player. So it's going to be really, really fun on Friday for those two first-round picks. We're going to do that here on StreamYard. Uh, We're going to broadcast that live. Um, and we're going to have Jared on here for, from, for some analysis and a former player. Uh, Jared is just about all in on it. Hopefully he doesn't bail on oh, us yeah. to go do whatever he needs to do. I mean, he, he has bigger priorities <laughs> than us. He's got to take that uh, smile to TV, he's possibly. He's got to take that smile to TV, but that's going to be a lot of fun. But we'll be, we'll be here on Wednesday for our personal mocks and then Friday for that live show. So a big week You're- coming up, Jake. It's going to be a lot of fun here for us at Bears Nation Podcast. Yeah, we got a lot going on. It'll be a lot of fun, so stay tuned. Guys, we will see you next Wednesday and next Friday for the draft. As always, we love all the listeners, all the viewers, all the commenters. You guys rock. So until next Wednesday, next Friday, we will see you. Stay safe, and as always, bear down. Bear down.